Welcome to the Speak All Up podcast and it's a quick intro today because a bit of a different episode. I haven't got my normal guest on to talk about a particular speech. Instead, I'm the guest. I'm doing my annual visit to Triple R's The Grapevine, hosted by Kalia Coulston and Dylan Bird. And basically, I run through the speeches of the year. They always have me doing it in late November before I've maybe completely settled on what the speeches of the year are. So it's a bit preemptory, but it's good enough. And it's always a lot of fun. And it gets me thinking, and hopefully it gets you thinking as well, because if you've got a speech of the year, send it through to me, tony at speakola.com. Is there an American politician through that midterm period? Is there something from the fallout of the UK leadership stoush? Is there a speech from Europe, Asia, Africa? Is there an Australian election speech? I featured Premier Peter Malinowskis' victory speech on the podcast during the year, but maybe you liked Penny Wong's speech around the time of the Labor victory. Are there speeches from COP27? Are there speeches from the world of sport? Basically send them through. Help me build my collection. And maybe just send through your speech as well. Speak all like just as importantly, a receptacle for the speeches of ordinary people like myself. I'm up there quite a few times. And my dad, he's up there. Just send through your personal eulogies, birthday speeches, bar mitzvah speeches, your own political speeches. So the email is tony at speakola.com. I mentioned it last week, but I'm building a home where we can all hang out together, a Speakola community. Join news.speakola.com. That is where I send you an email a week, a free email a week, or you can subscribe to get more than an email a week. And it's a way of contributing to the Speakola coffers, helping pay for the web hosting, helping pay for this podcast hosting. Basically, Anyone who can be a paid subscriber, it is greatly appreciated when you do chip in. If Patreon is more your bag, that address is patreon.com forward slash speakola. We've got people giving as little as three bucks a month, some people giving $20 a month, which is incredibly generous. Thank you, one and all. Finally, before we get to the audio from the Speakolies episode on the grapevine, I want to say that our sponsor for Speakola for these 10 shows is DocPlay.com. DocPlay is a documentary streaming platform. It has thousands of documentaries up on site. I've had such a variety of experiences watching this year. From the incredibly depressing, I watched a Heinrich Himmler documentary a couple of weeks ago, to the amusing, there's John Safran's Music Jamborees up He's been one of our great guests on Speakola this year, and you can even find my own documentary. I'm in the middle of making my second one, but first documentary, The Galahs, made with Cam Fink and Rob Heath, is up on DocPlay. Go to DocPlay.com and sign up. If you go to DocPlay.com forward slash racks with an R forward slash Speakola, that's the landing page that they've set up for this show, so Rufus will know that I've sent you their way, and they might keep supporting Speakola. So go to docplay.com forward slash racks forward slash Speakola, and you get 45-day free trial. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields. If you lay down with dogs, you get fleas. Fraud, sham, and hypocrisy. Change within the system. 
hollow man of anger and bitterness, all must be left to a bygone age. I understand victory! I understand sacrifice! Speak over. I may not get there with you, and we as a people will get to the promised land. Ola with Tony Wilson. It's that time of year where the grapevine has the honour of announcing the winners of the coveted Speak Holies, which is the speeches of the year curated by Tony Wilson, who is the man behind the Speak Ola website. Hello, Tony. Dylan, Kaya. Oh, you said that you were going to get me fanfare this year, but no. <laughs> There's a red carpet. Well, the red carpet's very red, and it's very. it goes all the way down. There's a malfunction with the, the intro soundtrack sorry next year i wanted live trumpeters sort of like oh, queen's right. funeral style but a little bit more celebratory so yeah. us wearing tuxedos isn't enough for you then you know who didn't win one this year the the archbishop at the queen's funeral right did you see that speech oh. it's just like and jacob did bequeath and say <laughs> yay we shall celebrate <laughs> was that sort of a speech you know what? i missed the whole thing because i was i was in indonesia and i can say there was no coverage of the the, <laughs> really? the queen's funeral in indonesia oh, um, what a nice uh, place to be so yeah, it was, uh there was so it was quite the parts of the ceremony were quite moving i say getting off topic but then they got to the speech and you really do have to have a life story moment and not just we are unto God, just sheep, you know, unto the passion of the dad. It was just terrible. So they didn't make the didn't make the cut. Didn't make the cut. Anyone else didn't make the cut? Yeah, lots of people. I didn't. I didn't think the election speeches on the weekend made the cut. Dan, yeah. But Dan even says he doesn't try to give great speeches. That's showing off. If you start doing good oratory, <laughs> he's just a man of action. Is Dan? So no great speeches for Dan. No, no. I don't know. If, I mean, should we celebrate someone who doesn't try? I don't know. Who's that? Dan, he's not trying. You just said he's not trying to oh, make great he, speeches. He's not trying to make great speeches. He doesn't want to be um yeah, he doesn't want to be flamboyant. It's part of his shtick, though, as you say. It's- as for Matthew Guy, I mean that was just we have to respect respect the result. It was just terrible. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, what has the year been in speeches? Has it been, been a, a particularly kind of monumental year? Did, was it difficult to sort of tease out the best from the worst? Or Well, has- I, I put out a shout out for people to send me more because I worry that I'm not getting them up, you know, mm. like I'm not finding it enough. But there were some excellent ones. There's always excellent ones. And they tend to reflect the moments of the year, the things mm. that stood out. Like the US midterms generate a few. Unfortunately, mass shootings generate a few every year in the US. Um, there's some elections here in Australia. I know a lot, a lot of people loved Penny Wong's speech um, after being elected. And even Anthony Albanese's speech got a lot of good coverage. I think he did a reasonable job um, of, you know, of, 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 of accepting the prime ministership. Um, and yeah, sports events generate good speeches. It's a it's a standard year. Barack Obama always does a good one. Yeah, well, let's just play a short <laughs> segment of that because I think in a lot of ways he's sort of the gold standard of good speech makers, isn't he? So, well, I think he's up there. He's up there with Martin Luther King and Churchill. And when when he goes, they'll say he's the greatest orator of the twenty first century. And he tries. Oh, he tries. He tries hard. There's none of that, he? Dan. Uh, I'm just going to do stuff. <laughs> Obama, I'm going to speak stuff. Mainly, I'm going to speak and be a rock star speaker. And so this one is him uh, at a rally. 
for Josh Shapiro and um, Fetterman. So this is for the Pennsylvania midterm. So Shapiro running for governor, I believe, and yeah. Fetterman for the Senate. Um, and so this is just the very end of this, this speech. Yeah. The kind of slash and burn politics that we're seeing right now, that doesn't have to be who we are. We can be better. And, and, and it has nothing to do, by the way, with political correctness or being too woke. It's about fundamental values that my grandparents from Kansas taught me. Values I grew up with. Values you grew up with. Values we try to teach our kids. Values we learn in churches and mosques and synagogues and temples. Honesty, fairness, opportunity, hard work. Values that Josh Shapiro and John Spetterman stand for. Values that Joe Biden stands for. Values that were enshrined in our founding documents a few miles from here. A clarion call for freedom and equality that Philly's own Liberty Bell represents. That's what America stands for. That's who we are. So if you're anxious and frustrated right now, don't complain, don't mope, don't tune out. Get off your couch and do what? Put down your phones and do what? Vote for Josh Shapiro. Vote for John Fetterman. Vote for leaders who will fight for you and your families. Vote for folks who will fight for that big, inclusive, hopeful, forward-looking America that we believe in, who will work with Joe Biden to build a country that is more fair and more just and more equal. There you go. So what is it about Obama's style that is so captivating? Oh, so he, he, he's, he's able to do, when he's doing the chatting stuff, he goes, um, and it's not about, and so the rhythm, he has a big pause in the middle of the sentence, mm. like he's thinking about it, like it's not just on the card in front of him. I had Ted Bayou on the podcast this year, and he says that Obama's a big reader of speeches because he can see the eyes going from auto cue to auto cue. But that does not feel like he's reading. Like yeah. It feels Don't like mope. he's vote. And he gets he he manages to move from the. Do you want the the um oh what's the 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 ret- rhetorical device of anaphora? That's mm. where you start the sentence the same each time. Values values that you know my folks in Kansas believe in values, and, and then he gets into his um. Then he gets into another repeated phrase, and then he manages to flow into call response. You know, like the the vote. What are we going to do? Vote. Yeah, you know, it's just a. It's pretty expert. Well, you crafted. know, and and he also manages to have gears so that it isn't just shouty the whole time. He goes down and chats, and then he comes up and has volume and rhythm and he's the he's amazing he's, mm. he's aretha franklin of speech making well yeah. you know um, one of the the speeches and am i allowed to just like go all over the place with Dylan with, um, yeah. so one of the speeches that we're, we're going to celebrate and award a speak holy to so yeah. he, he, obama got one what did uh, he get let's one give for? him lifetime achievement okay lifetime achievement <laughs> hall of famer <laughs> he's in okay yeah um can we go to sports speeches because yeah. sports your thing more than it's mine tony and i i don't see much sport and i don't spectate it much right i don't hang out with sports people much and i don't see the speeches very often and of all the ones that we're going to play today this one i had 
sort of the, yeah. the emotional response to it, um, the sort of the tears in my eyes, and it's it's a speech from someone called Michael Sheen that lots of people know about that <laughs> yeah. I don't. Um, so, he so, dated Sarah Silverman. Though, oh, there you people. go. Okay, so, uh, I should know everything. Yeah. No, he's he is Welsh, and he is one of my favourite speakers. He's already up on Speakola for a speech he gave, a St David's Day speech, where he um, extolled the virtues of Anurin Nye Bevan. Have you heard of Nye Bevan? No. So Nye Bevan was the greatest speaker in UK political history outside of Churchill. So it goes Churchill one, Nye Bevan two, and Nye Bevan's on the Labor side, and he's regarded as the father of the of the NHS. And he's Welsh, and he's got that Welsh tradition. Just like they can sing publicly, they can speak pro- publicly. And you know, I had Neil Kinnock on the. He was a Welsh leader who was leader of the Labor Party, saying how great Nye Bevan is. But the greatest speech on how great Nye Bevan is was given by Michael Sheen. The actor. And his other party trick that I put up on Spicola is that he's Welsh. And when they were going for the for the Homeless World Cup, he gave this incredible speech where he's talking about the glory of Wales and why the Homeless World Cup should be in Wales. Just did it off the top of his head in a TV studio. Then this show that we're about to play from here, they've spotted him doing that. And they said, you can do... Hey, Wales have made the World Cup for the first time since 1958. Um, you can do the how great is Wales, how well are we going to do at the World Cup? And they put music behind this, so they know he's doing this. And he's had time to prepare, I reckon. But basically, this is an actor who is going to be at the Sydney Opera House from the 27th. He's in Peter Schaefer's Amadeus. So he's a he's a proper worldwide actor. Mm. And this is why Kalia likes him so much, because he is actually of the arts. He's not really of sport. Aha, <laughs> now I understand. And he is about to give... <laughs> the speech that he would give to the Welsh players when they play the Brits, I think it's three days or two days, till they take on this game. This is the perfect speech to listen to for what's about to happen this week. Okay, let's go. Give us a little burst of the the sort of rousing speech that you might give the Welsh lads before the game. Oh, my God. That's that's a big responsibility. Yes. Can we have some music, please? (coughs) All right. I have to get in the right headspace now. Okay. Amarohid. Amarohid. I hear the voices singing. Speed your journey, boys, boys, bah. One nation singing with one voice. A song of hope, a song of courage, a victory song that floats through the valleys like a red mist, rolls over the mountaintops. Like crimson thunder, a red storm is coming to the gates of Qatar. It crackles with the spirit of 58 and Jimmy Murphy's boys. It turns the pages of the history books and finds Rob's page waiting still to be written. What would you write in there, boys? Dare you write your names? On that page, we haven't waited 64 years and come halfway around the world to be troubled by a neighbour from back home. When the English come knocking on our door, let's give them some sugar, boys! Let's give them some Welsh sugar! They've always said we're too small, we're too slow, we're too weak, too full of fear. But Amarohid, you sons of speed, as they fall around us, we are still here! Yeah! 
They are on their feet at that point, the entire studio and all the other guests in the studio. The English team's not very remarkable. good, so they're not going to be troubled by them, are they? <laughs> so, was that off the cuff or did he have time oh, to prepare no. for that? I yeah. reckon he's written that. He's a- <laughs> Rhyming, it was incredible. When you watch it, it looks like he just thought of it, it on does, the spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about a Murrahid or whatever that word is? <laughs> is and, and then that, that rhymes with you sons of speed. Yeah, that, that yeah, part that's of it, the, yeah. A Murrahid, I think it means still here. So the I'm still here is the name of the folk song. And so he's reflecting the Murrahid into the we're still here. Fantastic. And, uh, amazing. I, I think it wins the best, let's call it the best, um, the best, Pre-prepared sports. It's not really a sports person, though. But I'm giving him a speak, Ollie, either as an actor or as a sports speaker. <laughs> but can I, we got to give a sports work. person a speak, Ollie, as well. Absolutely. Yep. And so this is a woman who she should have won a speak, Ollie, last year, but I didn't realise she'd delivered such a great speech. Um, she There's is only a, one person. It's a one-man operation, speak, Ollie. Yeah, that's right. So, so I've just I've seen her her uh, interview at the Tokyo Olympics, which is just a absolutely spectacularly lovable interview about about the the way that how much she respects the english team that she's about to play against her name is ruby tui and she is single-handedly raising the profile of women's rugby she's a new zealand player and she's gone again having done this sort of worldwide viral speech after the olympics she's done another one just a couple of weeks ago as part of the women's world cup that was going on in new zealand and so this is just her post-match and look at the way first of all the she always um speaks in uh tonglen i think she is so she might be samoan actually she always starts speaking in samoan she acknowledges her family and her friends in samoan and she does it really quickly and really naturally and then she flies into the most natural chatty friendly way of speaking and then she pulled this sort of like grabs the microphone and now i'm doing the i'm going to control this stadium yeah so here listen to this They said nobody cared about women's rugby, but guess what? We out here. We out here, fam. We going nowhere. New Zealand, catch a bit here, Queen. How are you? Nah, for reals. Um, namahi tuatai o te hau kainga o te tamaki makaro. Um, thank you for letting us be here, have our presence here. They said we couldn't do it, Chris. They said we wouldn't. We did it, and honestly, it took all of us. Anybody out there defended in England more before? It ain't easy on the last minute, baby. But we all did it together. New Zealand was a part of that, and I'm so proud to be here right now. Thank you so much, Ruby. Thank you for choosing this Black Ferns team over the Sevens this year. Thank you for everything you've done for this sport in this country. It wasn't easy making the decision. Got bloody shafted from Sevens, but here we are in 15s. New Zealand, tu te ramai na iwi. Uh, 
You talk about you tearing up with Michael Shane. She made me tear up yeah. with this one. It's uh, just I, I beautiful. She gave her medal to a child with leukemia as well. I think her, her winning medal, which is just an absolute class act. Oh, yeah, an amazing she, person. She's amazing. But the singing, and I, I noticed, you know, in the New Zealand Parliament, they, they sing really? sometimes at significant moments. Yeah, and okay. I just think that's just to be able to get the crowd singing like what she and the crowd sings back is extraordinary oh, too. It's, it's beautiful, isn't yeah. it? And um, yeah, so she she got our sports speech of the year. I'll give an honourable mention as well. I thought just you know I always love it when someone talks about their difficulty speaking, and Patrick Cripps's Brownlow speech was magnificent. You know, and he he was a stutterer through early life, and his ability to get up and said that he used to try to avoid having to give a post match because he was so worried about his stuttering and. And for him to speak as beautifully as he did on Brownlow night again, you know, so honourable mention, he gets pipped by post-match Ruby Tui, <laughs> but honourable mention, he wins, he's won enough, I think he's fine. Don't yeah, you he's doing without okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, I mean, we've got one that's, I suppose, timely with COP27, um, just sort of winding up. Mia Motley, Prime Minister of Barbados, tell us about this one. So she won a speak only last year, so she's going back to back in the climate space. As, uh, but, you know, I think that there's a, a, a talent this woman has of, of making it a media and not going over the same trod ground. It feels to me that she actually says what should happen, and she says it in a great way. She has, a, she has that Barack Obama pattern speech as well. She's got an incredibly captivating voice. She's a, she's a big woman. She's got a big voice, a big deep voice. And, and I find what she says about climate, I, th- I think she's the best speaker on climate at the moment in the world. I think um, you know, Greta's an amazing speaker, but in some ways she's a polarising force. There's a manner she has that polarises people. Whereas with uh, Mia Motley, I think there's the Prime Minister of a country that's going to be directly affected by what's going on, and she eyeballs the world and gives a roadmap. You know, we have to have this. We have to have ten um, percent of all profits that are being made in the petrochemical, you know, in the in the petroleum industries, they get thrown into a fund. And you know, why are we allowing them to make super profits in this time? Yeah, yeah especially know, so- yeah, in the in with the with the war happening, and I, I think that. You know, we know one of the big discussions at the COP this time round was around, you know, loss and damage, and that's still unfinished business. But, yeah, in that context of a small island state coming out and having that presence and that powerful and that sort of it is a rallying that she and she, she also she brings. started this speech with i'm not going to say i'm not going to say i'm not going to say and all the things she wasn't going to say are the things that are said all the time mm. you know that, that it's bad there's been this much damage look at what happened in honduras this earthquake there this bushfire there she said i'm not going to say that but at the same time she was saying it yeah yeah she? and then she flicks it into i'm going to ask why and she and that's probably the bit you're going to play is it where she says what the humanity has achieved or i'm just going to play a short segment from the beginning to give a bit of a flavour yeah. because it goes I mean this this speech goes for I think about 15 minutes yeah. so I'm just going to play a, yeah, a short section towards the beginning of it to um to get a sense of, of the flavour of Mia Motley speaking just a few weeks ago at the COP27 conference I don't need to repeat that this is the COP that needs action all of us as a chorus have said that I don't need to repeat the horror and the devastation wrecked upon this earth over the course of the last 12 months since we met in Glasgow, whether the apocalyptic floods in Pakistan 
or the heat waves from Europe to China, or indeed in the last few days in my own region, the devastation caused in Belize by Tropical Storm Lisa, or the torrential floods a few days ago in St. Lucia. We don't need to repeat it because a picture spoke a thousand words earlier. But what we do need to do is to understand why, why we are not moving any further. 1.5 to stay alive cannot be that mantra. And I take no pride in being associated with having to repeat it over and over and over. We have the collective capacity to transform. We're in the country that built pyramids. We know what it is to remove slavery from our civilization. We know what it is to be able to find a vaccine within two years when a pandemic hits us. We know what it is to put a man on the moon and now we put in Rover on Mars. We know what it is. But the simple political will that is necessary not just to come here and make promises, but to deliver on them and to make a definable difference in the lives of the people who we have a responsibility to serve seems still not to be capable of being produced. I ask us how many more and how much more must happen. And I say so because there is no simplicity in it. We get it. It goes on from there, but yeah, quite a remarkable speech from Mia Motley. And behind her, the word implementation, uh, yeah. to, you know, mm. and I think this is, yeah, as you say, pointing out what, what should be happening. So this is where we're at the implementation point. We're not at the we should do it point. No. So, yeah. And, and, and it's underselling the speech, even though that's the part to play because it's so beautifully structured. It has the repetition and the cadence. And you can sort of hear how she has a sort of a majesty to her. And, and she has that, you know, beautiful use of imagery and, and uh, repetition and rule of, well, it wasn't even threes, it's fives and sixes mm. she's repeating in. But the rest of the speech, if you go to speakola.com and look up Mia Motley, uh, the, the rest of the speech actually gives a feel. It's actual numbers. This much money here. Yeah. Do this. Save this. You know. And so she's going on with, as Kaya says, the implementation side of things. And I'll give a I'll give a honourable mention. Again, he doesn't need a speak Oli to bolster his CV, but Al Al Gore spoke at COP twenty seven as well, and you sort of forget, I think, how great a speaker he is. He kind of has that. I think he has a tag that goes with the 2000 election result that sort of says loser or something that he's not he's not the you know he's not mm. the Barack Obama figure mm. and yet his speaking skills when he gets going he's got one that was in an inconvenient truth his speech that he gives is one of it is well, for me it's the greatest climate speech yeah. you know and he's just speaking to an audience somewhere in America I don't even know where this speech was delivered but if you look up Al Gore's speech inconvenient truth on Speakola and his COP27 speech is, is fantastic as well. A, mm. a great speech of this year. Yeah. We've had a, a late uh, candidate for a speak, Ollie, I think, Olivia Rodrigo. Something that just came through I, from I, the man himself this morning. Well, uh, this what's this one? I was looking for arts and entertainment speeches. And please send them through if you're watching the Oscars. The Oscars were so dominated by 
Um, Scandal. By Chris Rock and uh, who heard he punch again? Or who, no, he got punched, didn't Will he? Will Smith who, punched <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, so it was so dominated by that that some, <laughs> some respects the normal hoo-ha that would have gone around speeches or the wrong film being named as the winner or whatever was all just dominated all yeah. just chris rock dominated slap i should say it will, wasn't a punch it yeah, was a slap wasn't will it? smith yeah. and there was nothing great speechy out of that but um there was a very good speech that was delivered by kevin costner for um the for it was a lifetime achievement i think for jane campion um uh, certainly that was a great speech on the power of film and kevin costner's you know love for great directors and what they've done for his appreciation of art and the world. Um, but the the one I went with, now this is, I know how much, Dylan, I know how much you love Olivia Rodrigo. She was, of course, on High School Musical. I don't know who she is. Are you one of the 26 million Instagram followers, Kalia? I presume so. Uh, you she, know what? She wears a little crop top at, I'll check at with, Glastonbury. I'll check with my daughters if they follow her. Yeah, um, yeah. I, but yeah. it's, speak all so I'm 50 years old, so it's all, it's all weighted towards ancient old man ideas of what Hence I. Kevin yeah. Costner getting a mention. <laughs> <laughs> so let's correct that and get and say hats off to this nineteen-year-old girl woman who has stood up at Glastonbury, and it was days after the Supreme Court had made its Roe versus Wade overturn, mm. and so she got Lily Allen up on stage with her and lily allen do you know a language warning for people in the car with their three-year-olds yep. yeah fuck you one of lily allen's songs and this was the introduction to she was the duet she was going to do with lily allen so here she goes but i'm also equally as heartbroken um, over what happened in america yesterday um the supreme court decided to overturn roe v wade um which is a law that ensures a woman's right to a safe abortion and other basic human rights. <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm devastated and terrified. And so many women and so many girls are going to die because of this. And um, I wanted to dedicate this next song to the five members of the Supreme Court who have showed us that at the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. This song goes out to the justices, Samuel Alito, Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, Amy Coney Barrett, and Brett Kavanaugh. We hate you. We hate you. Give her a bar or two. Well, let's hear him say it. Some braces, you can't tie my laces 
Good there on we go. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. And Tony Wilson successfully got Lily Allen played on the grapevine for the first time. I know. So that's great. I think Triple R, I don't know what they used to, when I first started at Triple R, the person who was showing me around the station said, you can play whoever you want here yeah. except Cold Chisel. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Geez, that's a bit rough on Don Walker. I reckon now we've all got so old that they've gone into that category of, you know, deified, you know, not, yeah. no, maybe yeah. not loved, but you could get away with, with a chisel song. Some of those yeah. songs at, the, at high school they're choosing to cover for the cheesy cool factor. Yeah, yeah I reckon yeah. things have changed. It's, no longer it's all in strict, the context. It's no longer strictly anti-chisel here. That's it's right. Been a, there's been a reason. It's just sort of a bit of change. Can I, um, I want to give a nod. This one hasn't got any audio. But I get submitted speeches at SpeakOla, speakola.com, and uh, I want to give the speech of the year for what people have sent to me for their personal birthday speeches and their eulogies. The one I loved was uh, John Moclair, John Kelly, and his eulogy for his mother, Rita Moclair, and it was just such a beautiful and great speech. The one, the bit that I loved, this is, she was apparently a very big champion. She was basically raising a nine kids or something herself one of the most formidable of her many qualities was the unstinting commitment she had to securing first-rate educations for her children despite her ability to fund them she coached xavier college into taking tony by reminding of its of its core jesuit charter of caring for orphans and widows and when she was called to whitefriars to discuss joe's substellar academic progress she chided the school for its inability to recognize the rare jewel she had entrusted to She auditioned a number of equally prestigious institutions such as Siena, Press Hill and Sacre Coeur who vied for the privilege of educating her precocious and brilliant progeny. She wouldn't hear of payment. (laughs) (laughs) I love she wouldn't hear of payment. (laughs) Um, I love it that you um, have those speeches on the website. And I I think I said this last year, but I, when I've needed to make a speech, I do look at the speaker on the website and go, you know, what, how do people structure great speeches? What is it about it that makes it worth listening to? What is it that connects you with someone? And it really is fabulous. And it is a bit, like community radio where you've got you know a, a prof- someone like a Barack Obama up again up next to somebody who submitted a speech and maybe doesn't make them all the time they're there on the website yeah. you know it's very cool well it's been the core idea of it so I started Speakola many years ago now 2015 I started it because I'd done this eulogy for a friend Chris Daffy and uh, the eulogy he was my best man and and I, I wrote the eulogy and I thought wow you know there's not really a home for speeches like I wish I when I was writing the eulogy I could have looked at 20 other eulogies mm. and there were sort of disparate places you could go like to, to see a eulogy but I thought what if people could just send in eulogies and birthday speeches so that kind of democratic element of this where it's not the great speeches of all time it's the ones that the ordinary members of the community have delivered that is at the heart of this site otherwise then, you just have the archbishop of whatever uh, yeah, to go yeah, off the, the, the queen's eulogy <laughs> absolutely oh, yeah. no. and and they did say that so, the flock should be mustered and brought together. Yeah. We're going to run out of time to, to award everything if we don't kind of skip through yeah. a few. What about Australian speeches, uh, political speeches this year? Um, I don't know, Dylan, are we going to play any? But are there, you know... Which ones, yeah. were, which ones were worthy of a, of a speak holding? Well, I think a, a real salute goes to Stephen Jones, um, MP, 
he is that am I getting his surname right? Yes, yeah, Stephen yep. Jones, who he, he delivered a, a speech around the time that the Religious Discrimination Act was going through. I don't know if you remember the fuss that was going on with that. It was basically some wedge work being done by the Liberals to make um, trans kids the the target, I guess. And there was an effort. It was a really weird sort of response from Labor. I think they'd say that it was a triumphant response in the end because they secured amendments to the Act. But there wasn't a flat-out opposition to the bill. But Stephen Jones got up and he talked about his nephew having committed suicide in the year um, and then talked about his own son, who's um, who I think is LGBT. QI anyway, and he was talking about, you know, what his son, you know, that he dresses up in high heels and has, um, you know, that and it was basically this speech of the of how much he respects his son, how courageous his son is, and it was bringing that personal experience into the parliament. Mm. Um, and, and then he had to have a weird end to his speech where he kind of fell in line with Labor <laughs> policy, which wasn't to oppose the bill. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but I thought that was one of the outstanding and certainly one of the most shared Australian political speeches for the year. Another one was, as I said, um, we, we loved a few of the election speeches, but one I put up was a South Australian election speech. And we had the Premier on the podcast this year, so mm. I had... Peter Malinowskis of South Australia. He gave a real healing speech in an era of, of really angry division. He sort of talked about the value of the Liberal Party to democracy. And as a Labor winner, I thought he was really statesmanlike. And then he even, I thought he had a great example in the speech of a Welcome to Country, where he said, you know, my, I st- my feet are firmly planted on whatever land South Australia is. Um, but he got that sense of the... It wasn't just words, it was this yeah. sort of sense of the presence, you know, and, and there were lots of little touches in this, this speech from Peter Malinowskis where I went, this guy is class, you know, yeah. and, he, and so we got him as a guest on the podcast and, and he, it's an excellent speech. Um, Peter Craven in The Australian talked about it as one of the great Australian political speeches. I might just play a short segment of this one and then we might need to wrap up. I stand here with my feet firmly on the lands of the Ghana people. I pay my respects uh, to their elders, past, present and emerging, but, but the way we pay our respects first and foremost is not with our words, but with our deeds. And I affirm to each and every one of you here tonight and the people across our state that I very much look forward to, the, for the first time in the history of our Federation, having an initiated Aboriginal man leading our state's Aboriginal affairs movement, but also actively delivering on a state-based voice, treaty and truth for the Aboriginal people of our state. I only um, only a few short moments ago, um, I received a telephone call from Stephen Marshall, and and um, Stephen Marshall Stephen Marshall's call was utterly generous. It was gracious, and um, it was done with the class um, that we have become incredibly familiar with. 
Um, Stephen Marshall um, has been the leader of the Liberal Party in South Australia for nine years, um, including four years as Premier. And, and that is a very significant contribution to his party and to our state, and we very much thank him for it. I would, I would also uh, like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the Liberal Party of Australia. The Liberal Party, the Liberal Party of Australia is an essential component of our federation. It's an essential component of our democratic process. And I take this opportunity, I take, this is important, I take this opportunity to acknowledge that the Liberal Party are not our enemies. They may be our adversary, they, they may be our adversary, but they are not <laughs> He really pushes enemies. through, doesn't he? he um, he's so clear that he wants to make this point and yeah. not play into any sense of division and divisiveness and acrimony, which has really characterised a lot of politics in this state in, in recent memory. Absolutely. And, but I noticed, Dylan, that we did have to turn it down, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> uh, it's sort of like, that's enough. You can do it, Peter. Yeah, you can, be, right. you can yeah. be a healer, but I'm st I've still got wounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, Tony, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for awarding the Speak Ollies. Thanks for doing what you do. And if people want to submit their speeches or um, consult ahead of giving, I don't know, a big speech this weekend coming or something like that, they go to speakola.com and they can also go to the news news.speakola.com. So I've got a newsletter as well. And yep. it's sort of a speeches community. So I'd love people to sign up at news.speakola.com. And that's just you get a, an email a week from me, a free email a week, and it's a way of sort of gathering people. And I've got over 5,500 people that have signed up at news.speakola.com. And that's um, so that's the speeches side. And on the personal writing side, I've got Good One Wilson that you can join as well. That's just me crapping <laughs> good on one. about. Good One Wilson. Fantastic. Things, yeah, so, yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming in as Thanks, you do. Tony. You have for years and uh, appreciate it. And you can go to the Speakola website to, to listen back to some of the speeches we didn't have time to play today. And congratulations to everybody who won and your award your has been given. Yeah, your, 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 <laughs> JPEG, you your JPEG is coming in the mail. <laughs> Catch you next year, Tony. See ya. Cheers. Speakola. Thanks so much to Kalia Coulston and Dylan Bird for having me as a guest, as they have for the last four years, I think it is, on Triple R's The Grapevine. What a great show. It's on Mondays from 9 till 12. They're on break now, but they'll be back in 2023. Thanks a lot to our sponsor, DocPlay.com. Visit DocPlay.com forward slash racks forward slash speakola and sign up. Get your 45 days free before making your commitment. Send those speech of the year suggestions in to me. You can email tony at speakola.com. You can go to the page about speeches of the year at news.speakola.com. That is the new hub for all things Speakola. You can be a free or a paid up subscriber at news.speakola.com. I've been writing about the World Cup in these weeks. If you visit my Substack, Good One Wilson, that's goodonewilson.substack.com, you can see my personal writing. Bit of sports stuff, bit of family stuff, bit of disability stuff. That's goodonewilson.substack.com. 
Com. Even though this is the best of 2022 episode, I don't think we're at the end yet. I'm still chasing a guest and we can have one or two more outings on the podcast. I love making it. If anyone can suggest or point guests my way, it does help. I've been trying to find Barbara Lee in the US. She's one of my dream guests. Anyone know Barbara Lee? She doesn't have an email address on her webpage. She's a congresswoman for... California, and she gave an amazing speech at the time of the Afghanistan war commencing. The only person to stand up in either the Senate or the House of Representatives in the US to speak out against unfettered powers to the president for the war on terror. I want to do that episode. Help me do it. Tell me how I can contact her. Or you might have a better guest idea. But send them my way, Tony at Speakola. Thanks for listening to this one. See you next time.